When someone in your business goes rogue, what do you do about it? It's one thing to invite someone into your world to work with you that ends up being a bad fit. But it's an altogether different thing when someone that's responsible for your business stuff decides to do something that you never even anticipated would come up ever, at all, anywhere, anytime. It's those cute little surprises that can present really big challenges, and it's really hard to be prepared about how to handle them. I'm just wondering, does this learning curve thing ever end? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, we're going to rope God into this episode. He once worked his way into my business in a very, very mysterious way, and it's not at all in the way that you'd think. If you thought that I've shared every possible business blunder that I've ever experienced at this point, boy, are you wrong. Blunders pop up in the wackiest of places in the craziest of times. And I love sharing them because sometimes they pop up in ways that you couldn't ever have foreseen in your wildest dreams. Unless you listen to this podcast, I just want you to be prepared. So there was a wonderful woman that we'll call Maureen who inquired about becoming a leader of a founding exchange. Those are the twice-monthly masterminds that we host in cities around the world for members of the Founding Moms, the organization that I run. She came to me bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. She wanted to raise up mom entrepreneurs, she said. She wanted to help folks stay on the right path, she said. She was all for supporting women and for supporting entrepreneurs, she said. And she was excited to take a leadership position in her city to do just that. We onboarded her. The onboarding process is there not only to fill the prospective leader in about her upcoming responsibilities, how we work as an organization, the responsibilities she'd be tasked with, and so on and so on. But we also onboard folks to make sure that they're not, you know, nuts or that they don't have their own plans that they want to unleash on our members without our permission. We need to know that she's personable, friendly, reliable, works well with others, follows the rules, that sort of stuff. During this process, my team and I can sense, well, we have like a, a sort of entrepreneurial spidey sense of the folks who hint without meaning to that they're of the different variety. Let me be clear. I love folks who are out there. We're all a little bit nuts, right? Different is beautiful. But when you're coming on board to represent a brand and be the face for us in a new city, it's important that we know you'll carry the torch for us in ways that align with our kind of crazy. I learned time and time again the hard way, inviting anyone who moved or breathed to run founding exchanges for me in cities around the world. Let me put it in a Simon Sinek sort of way. If their why doesn't match our why, we say bye bye Maureen passed the onboarding test with flying colors. She was sensible, knowledgeable, and just a delight to chat with. 
I was pretty pumped that she'd also be launching our very first founding exchange in Virginia. So she'd put us on the map there, and I was grateful that she would. She hosted her first exchange, and a few attendees showed up. As the founder of the organization, you need to know that I don't hear more than reports about the meetings. I don't know the back and forths. I don't get to see people actually interact. So I rely on the leader to relay to me what's going on. She might send pictures here and there, but the conversation is what it should be, private and for members only. The second exchange that she hosted went off without a hitch. So did the third. And then she called me. Jill, I'd really like to introduce something new at the next exchange. I think my members could really benefit more from what I have in mind. That was the pitch. I've gotten a lot of these calls in the past. They're usually full of questions about whether they can have a martini mixer after hours, which is not something we traditionally do. Or could they invite a guest who's a dad? Or could they bring in a local sponsor to show off a new product? I expected the same from Maureen. Until she said, I'd like to turn my founding exchange into a Bible study. This one was a first. When I suggested to her that this wasn't a part of what our organization provided, we focused on helping women grow their companies by providing business advice, support, and resources. Well, she went on. I think it's a great fit. The Lord works in mysterious ways, and when a woman shows up to my exchange with a business issue, I'd merely like to refer her to a passage in the Bible that can help her find her way. Um, I mean, it made sense. If you're a religious person, Bible involvement in your day-to-day doings is a no-brainer. Throw in a little Lord's Prayer here and there, and perhaps your profitability does go up. I turned to alienation. I was desperate. I told her that it was not in our best interest to create a Bible study because we'd be leaving out atheists, agnostics, Muslims, Jews, Hindus, and the folks who follow the other 4,000 religions around the world. We welcome every race, creed, color, and religion to our meetings, and focusing on just one religion wouldn't fly for us. Hearing this made her pretty upset. She thought she was onto something good. From the disappointment that I could hear in her voice, she sounded like she thought that I would have given her the nod on this one. In hindsight, I'm pretty sure I could hear her wheels turning on that call, understanding in a slow realization that I was not a fervent Christian myself. I hung up the phone, and then I got a little concerned. We'd given her all of our branding. We'd shown her all of our trust. She could very well go out and convert her founding exchange to a Bible study anyway, without even letting us know. I asked around to see whether other founders had dealt with this issue in their communities. I spent a few nights worrying about which way to go with this one, since it was such a, you know, a delicate subject. What's a girl to do? Turns out, I didn't have to do anything. Phew. She fired herself. Well, it was more like she inspired herself to go out and launch a Bible study group for entrepreneurs under her own name. Don't you just love it when a business issue resolves itself? 
You don't call. You don't write. Do both. Text me by typing hashtag podcast to 312-847-2353 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast. You can record a message there so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, Maureen, and the man upstairs for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.